evening good evening my brothers and sisters in christ this is the day that the lord has made we're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad good to see each of you tonight welcome to uh the, the return of bible study so glad that you all are joining us so glad that you all are already online and look like you're ready to get into the word i think i pray that you've had a a great uh, vacation summer break we've been away for some time um, the kids are going back to school, and it's time for us to get back in the Word. Amen. Amen. So good to see all of you all. Who all do we have here already tonight? Sister Alexander, good evening. Welcome back. Cherie, God bless you. Good. Look at all those. God bless you. Good to see you, Cherie. Diane Snow, God bless you. Good to see you. Linda Stewart, amen. Good to see you all. Mother Curry, God bless you, Mother Curry. Sister Roberts, Clara Roberts is in the house. God bless you. Kanita Kitchen, good to see you on tonight as well. Marilyn Langford, God bless you. Our 
executive director of our daycare. Good to see you, Kaola Williams. Bless your heart. Amen. So good to see all of you, Shelba Moore. Amen. Listen, it's a good day, y'all. The fall is in the air. It started out a little cool this morning. Warmed up quickly, though. Did y'all see that? Warmed up pretty quickly. Uh, but we're getting a preview of fall. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a fall guy. I just am. I'm a, I'm a fall guy. Any any other fall people out there? Any, any other people love fall? Fall is my season. It just, it just is. It always has been. Fall is my season. I like all the other ones, but <clears throat> but yeah, I'm a fall guy. I'm a fall guy. Sister Henderson, God bless you. Good to see you. Sister Wilson, amen. Good to see you over in Alabama. God bless you. Good to see you all. Our Alabama connection is in the house tonight. Loretta Epps, I think I saw Nora uh, Lavenport, Lavenport as well. Uh, good to see you. Shirley Sanders, amen. Clara Ford, good to see you all. So good to see you. I'm so, man, y'all making my day. Y'all are absolutely making my day tonight that you all are here. Look like you're ready to get started. And listen, we've got some exciting, some exciting things going on, some exciting um, uh, things that we're going to share with you tonight as we uh, enter into Bible study. LT's good to see you, part of my A-team, amen, part of our media team. I call them the A-team because they make stuff happen. Hey, by the way, y'all say hello to T.A., amen. Y'all say hey to T.A. He's been in the background making things happen for us. <clears throat> He's back with us as well. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen, amen, and amen. So yeah, listen, I want to share with you all <clears throat> as we get back, excuse me, as we get back into Bible study, uh, we've got some things that that uh, I believe, I believe is going to enhance not just our Bible study, but Christian education across the board um, as it relates to, to how we uh, study the word of God uh, here at K Chapel. Um, somebody, somebody has, has, has said, or the 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 um, uh, thing that has been said about the church from critics, not from people who really love the church, but critics always say the church always getting everything and never giving anything back. That's what the critics say. I know you know better, but the critics always say this. Well, we're going to answer the critics tonight uh, by saying and by sharing. And letting you know that your church, K Chapel, is investing in every member in real tangible ways. One of the ways that we're doing that, uh, and we're excited to announce it uh, tonight, but you'll hear more about it in coming weeks. Um, if you, if you, I think the best way to describe this is it's a free gift. It is an absolutely 100% free gift for every member of K Chapel. Wait a minute, let me say that another way because I just thought about it. We got some people on here who are not members technically, uh, but I promise you they are here for everything. And so uh, Shannon, let's make sure, let's make sure uh, that, that our members and everybody who's with us consistently uh, gets in on this free gift, all right? Amen, everybody who's with us consistently so all of our Alabama friends, all of our Illinois friends, all of our Georgia friends, everybody who joins in with us for these Bible studies uh, from across the nation, we want to make sure they get in on this free gift as well, okay? So listen, free gift coming to every member and everybody connected with K Chapel. Um, your church, this church, 
uh, believes that it's important um, to have good Christian programming, uh, good Christian alternatives, um, so that family, so that uh, couples, so that individuals have the living word and have good resources to get get deeper into that living word. One way that we're doing that is we have partnered with and actually purchased a subscription for every member in what is called Right Now Media. Right Now Media, the best way that I can describe Right Now Media is by calling it um, Netflix uh, for Christians, <laughs> okay? Um, and I promise you, um, it is an amazing, an amazing gift. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, all of our members and those of you who are watching with us, and if you will, if you're, if you're watching from um, out, out of the city, out of the state, um, and you connect with us all the time, why don't you drop your email uh, in the chat? Because we want to make sure we get this to you. And the way this happens is going to be through email. Uh, so make sure you drop your email uh, in the chat so that we can get this link to you and your free gift uh, of this subscription. Uh, but let me explain to you what it is. Let's, let me let you see a little bit of it. For those of you who are familiar with Netflix, this looks kind of familiar, doesn't it? Uh, these are these are all different kinds of studies, um, Bible studies um, that are hosted by some amazing uh, biblical teachers. Um, and uh, everybody from from Tony Evans um, to Charlie Dates, um, uh, some some of the great uh, pastors uh, that you're familiar with, and some that you're not, and they deal with everything from marriage. Uh, to parenting, um, to Christian education, the book of, I mean, if you're talking about theology, if you're talking about training uh, leaders in the church, uh, if you're looking for devotionals, all different kinds of things uh, that will be at your disposal. You can put this on your iPad, you can have it on your phone, you can put it on your, your smart TVs, your computers, wherever, wherever you have uh, a screen, basically, you will have access to this. Um, and it is absolutely amazing. Now, up here, you see this says GMBSC of Mississippi, Junior Missionary Baptist State Convention. The reason it says that is because the convention has actually purchased um, um, a subscription as well. And we're making that available to all our convention pastors. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just using this to show you what, what all it does. Uh, but it is absolutely amazing. It, for parents who are looking for uh, programming for their kids, um, listen, you have all kinds of things here. Um, let me just pull something up here. Um, this is Superbook. And one of, the, one of the things that I love about this is that you can really, let's see, um, let's go to kids here. Yeah. One of the things I really love about this, y'all, first of all, you see this right here? You see these black faces? Can I just be honest with you? Because those of you who are in Christian education know that for years, for generations, uh, those of you who've had to teach Bible studies, uh, teach vacation Bible schools, you know that you've had to use curriculum uh, with faces that did not look like ours. Uh, skin that did not look like ours. One of the things that I love about this uh, this company 
is that they have included and been very intentional uh, about making sure that uh, that kids and adults uh, have uh, faces that they can appreciate, culture uh, that they can relate to. And so I love I love the fact that this this company is doing that. Um, but, but let me share with you. Let me just share with you why I am absolutely excited. Let me give you a good example, maybe, of some of the things that um, uh, that you will see and have access to. Let's just pull up. Um, tell you what. Let's just go with this one. Uh, this is Joe Saxton. And what I'll do is just play a trailer so you can get an idea of the quality uh, of what you can expect here. To all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers, I'm assuming that the volume is good. So y'all let me know. Give me a thumbs up if the volume is good. That you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. As we listen in on Paul's letter to the Philippian church, remember these words are a letter to you. And in it, you will find truth and wisdom and insight for your life with Christ. Paul has been so transformed by Christ's love. He says in verse 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul is the example of a surrendered life. Paul speaks to the Philippians and us when he reminds us that Jesus is worth every piece of our lives, reminding us that we can live for Jesus wholeheartedly, even when we're surrounded by hostility, that our faith can not only survive difficult circumstances, we can thrive. This letter is about Jesus, that nothing compares to Jesus, that no one compares to Jesus, that he is not just worth believing in, he is worth following, laying down your life for, press on in your relationship with Jesus. May you take hold of everything he took hold of for you. May he who began this amazing work in you bring it through until completion. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit today and always so be it amen yeah so they're they're just all and that was just a trailer um of the book of philippians this particular uh teacher i mean there's so many there's so many uh teachings that are a part of, of right now media's uh library it's i think at last count they said there are about twenty thousand videos uh and teachings available uh so we're going to be using this um in our bible studies uh there, there are not only videos available but they're also um, uh, manuals, uh, uh, worksheets that go along with the teachings. So it's going to be an am amazing resource um, for, for me to you uh, in this Bible study, but it's also going to be something that I'm sure um, many of our Sunday school teachers and or um, uh, other, other um, uh, auxiliaries and, and uh, things in the uh, church that would take advantage of. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So listen, um, look for in the next couple of of weeks. Um, look for an invitation in your email. Um, for those of you who are members with us, we should have all of your email addresses. 
Um, if you don't get an email from us in the next couple of weeks, um, then, you know, reach out to us because that's that's how you will get the invitation. Um, and then it'll ask you to just input your your um, uh, create an account by, you know, saying what your password is and and you're done. You, you're done. It's already paid for. it. It's a free gift to you. You are all because you are a member of K Chapel. You get it absolutely free. We've invested uh, that in you. And because we want you. And this is something, again, you don't have to wait on us. It's just like Netflix, y'all. So if you, you can scroll through it and then see if it's something you're interested in. Um, couples, if, the, if you wanted to you know, have your own private uh, Bible study for for your marriage, there's so much in there. Um, and and there's so many ways that we're going to be using it. So, um, yeah, I, that that's going to be so cool. I, I see somebody saying, yeah, I'm feeling that. That's cool because it's uh, can you tell I'm, I'm kind of geeked about it? I really am. I really am. Um, uh, when I when I when we uh, got introduced to it back, I guess that was back in maybe May or so of this year. Um, it was really uh, I, I was impressed with it then. And they've even updated some stuff since since May, it appears. Uh, I'm looking at some things that are, that are new even since then. So it's like they're really updating um, uh, the library and that it's it's it, it doesn't stay static, which is really cool because, you know, you, you get some of these things and it it just gets old and, it, and it's recycled material. But it, it appears that they're really uh, updating their material. So uh, look for look for that email from Kate Chapel in the next couple of weeks uh, when you get it. Um, go ahead and, and click the link so that you can get your account set up uh, because I'll, I will start uh, using it in these sessions uh, as well and, and be able to share with you all uh, some, some things that I want you to preview before we come into uh, our Bible study. Okay? Amen. Thank you for including us. You're welcome, Sister Wilson. God bless you. Thank you for, uh, for being with us and all of our friends who are who are outside of uh, of this this local area? We thank God for you and being a part uh, of the family. Amen, amen. All right, all right, all right. Well, um, let's see what else do we have going on. We're about to end the uh, fiscal year, um, and so the uh, end of the year uh, annual meeting will be coming up. I believe we scheduled that for September 29th, but you'll see that. Uh, in, in the next week or so as well. Probably this Sunday we'll have an announcement related to that. Uh, but yeah, the end of the fiscal year is upon us. We will beginning, be beginning a new fiscal year. Uh, we're excited about uh, what that new year holds for us. So you all be in prayer for that. I know you're praying for the church, but also stay in prayer for our city. Uh, we have been through and continue to go through uh, this water event. Um, but thanks be to God, uh, water pressure is, is returned for uh, all I'm going to say all there may be uh, one pocket here or there. Uh, but from what I'm from the understanding that I have uh, with the PSI uh, pressure, uh, we should not be having any issues with water pressure really anywhere in the city. At this point, uh, we are still waiting on the uh, boil water notice to be lifted. So please, uh, by all means, continue to follow uh, the guidelines as it relates to tap water. Uh, making sure that it's boiled for any other use uh, other than the washing of clothes and things of that nature. Um, we have plenty of bottled water. If there's anyone in need of bottled water, uh, we have plenty here at the church. Um, and so if you need to come by and get some, you're welcome to do that. 
uh, or on Sunday when we're here uh, at the conclusion of service, we'll make sure to make that available to you as well. To all of you who are uh, outside of this area and who have been praying for us here, uh, sending water, sending resources, we thank you for that. Um, and so uh, continue to keep us in our prayers. Keep the leadership of Jackson and the leadership of our state in your prayers. You know, this has been um, some kind of event um, as personalities sometimes collide and and uh, seems like the personalities uh, get in the way of the people. Um, and so certainly keep uh, keep 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 the process uh, in your prayers that that people will really work together and work uh, through the process of making sure that we, the people, uh, get what we need in order to be safe and have safe and clean drinking water. Amen. 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 And amen. All right. Well, listen, let's have a word of prayer and let's get into our study for tonight. Father, we thank you, oh God, for this time together, for bringing us back together uh, for this uh, Bible study, for the time that we've had to spend with family and friends and some vacation away and god we are grateful that in and through all of that that you have kept us and our families safe now lord we pray your blessings upon this time in the study of your, of your word we pray oh god that you will lead us direct us into the deep secrets of your word keep us forever in your care we ask it in jesus name and for his sake amen amen god bless god bless god bless amen all right, so um, on this past Sunday, we, um, the Lord led me to preach about worship. Um, and I, I suppose, I suppose um, worship is one of those things that if you don't preach about it ever so often and teach about it ever so often, um, your worship can get stagnant. Um, and your worship life can get stale and the church's worship culture can get stuck. And so uh, every now and then uh, the Lord puts it on my heart to preach and teach uh, about worship. And so tonight I want to try and uh, continue in Sunday's preaching with some follow-up teaching uh, on, on worship as we talk about and discuss tonight, five hindrances to authentic worship. Five hindrances to authentic worship. Um, before, I get, before we get into this, before we get into this, um, when you think about worship, when you think about worship, and the, I'll just say this, the Sunday morning experience of worship. Let me, let me frame it that way. When you think about the Sunday morning experience and expression of worship, what comes to your mind? What are the things that, that when you think about what Sunday morning feels like, what happens on Sunday morning, um, what, is, what is the expression and or the experience of worship that you most look forward to? What is the experience or the expression of worship that you most look forward to in a Sunday morning um, worship service? What do, you, what, do you, what do you enjoy most? 
in Sunday morning worship. I'll wait until you, you put some, some responses in the chat. What do you look forward to most or what do you enjoy most in the Sunday morning worship experience or expressions, things that you, that, 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 that let you know you're in worship that, that sort of, you know, stamp that yes. And, and that worship has been authentic for you. All right, Sister Wick, Kayola says, preaching, amen, bless your heart. The preaching of the word, amen, uh, lets you know the message, okay? Francis Mack, same thing, amen. What is the experience or the expression that you look forward to most? Elverse Alexander says he looks forward to refilling, being refilled, all right? God bless you. Doris Alexander says, uh, praise expressions, okay? Praise expressions. Yeah. I, I I wonder what you mean by that. I, I, I think I know, but I, I wonder if you could give a little more uh, indication of what you mean by praise expressions. Uh, Nora Davenport Lawson, witnessing the spirit of God, witnessing the spirit of the spirit of God in, in caps, the spirit of God. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. What else? Uh, a good word. Amen. Amen. A good word. Preaching a good word. Bless you. Y'all look forward to that word, huh? I hear you. Ken Brown, the beginning devotional period. Yeah. Okay. The begin. Yeah. Yeah. You like that, huh? The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love, I absolutely love the, the high praise, but can I tell y'all something? When, when one of those youth deacons gets up there and, and, and just prays from, from the heart, man, that just blesses my spirit. So can I just be honest with you? I mean, I love all the all the prayers, don't get me wrong, but it's sometimes those young deacons get up there and they just pray out of a, out of a, oh my gosh. It, yeah, just the heart, the heart of it, it just blesses my spirit. Yeah, anyone else? Uh, the atmosphere shifts and my focus is totally on God. When, okay, what, yeah. What, when it shifts and your focus is totally on God, that's when you know you've entered an authentic worship. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Good deal. So, 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 yeah. There are somebody said the Sunday morning singing. Someone said uh, the the entire worship experience. Bless your heart. Message and praise. Uh, devotional service. Yeah. Lt said the sermon, but. Also, just being there since COVID, just being able to be in the sanctuary is a blessing. Bless your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you. Amen. I I agree. I agree. Just being able to be there. Such a blessing. So, so there, there are these things that that sort of um capstone for us, if we could say it that way. It just kind of stamp that. You've entered into the authenticity of worship, the essence of worship, the kernel of the worship experience. When, when I was when I was a child, um, I, I felt like I felt like I had worship when I got goosebumps. Anybody else? I mean, for real. When 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 the hairs on my arm just sort of stood up, uh, and every now and then that'll happen too. Um, but I, I was like, yeah, when that happened, I, I knew I knew I was I was in worship. Um, so 
if there are those indicators for you, if there are those things that sort of you look forward to most for worship, I wonder, and you don't have to put these in, okay? You don't have to, you don't have to put these in the pop in the in the chat line. But I wonder what are those things that hinder you that impede the worship experience? Now don't don't yeah, don't put that in right now. Cause cause I'll I'll <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't want nobody to get upset and be like, yeah, when, when is that now? I don't want that. But, but there are some things, you know, that can sometimes interrupt or impede worship. Tonight, I want to suggest some of them you have absolutely no control over, okay? Some of them you have absolutely no control over. You could, you can't stop, you, you couldn't stop somebody from, you know, rustling some paper and it got on your nerves. You couldn't stop somebody from uh, getting up and walking at a time and you were just getting into it and and uh, that, that sort of interrupted your train of thought, right? There's some things that you just, you just can't, you just can't, you know, you can't stop. But there are some things that are hindrances to worship that are absolutely in your control. There are some things that that you have the ability to handle, to manipulate, to put in its right context or its right place so that you can have an authentic experience with the Almighty. So I want to talk tonight about some of the things that hinder our, our worship experience, personally, your personal worship experience, okay? All right, let's get into this. Let's get into this. Number one, excuse me, number one, go to the book of Mark, Mark chapter seven. Mark chapter seven, because the first thing that can get in the way of worship is tradition. Tradition. Tradition is the first thing that can get in the way of authentic worship. And you actually have some control over your own tradition. All right, so let's look at it. Mark chapter 7. Then came together unto him the Pharisees, certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defile, that is to say, with unwashing hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands off, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. When they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. Many other things there be which they have uh, received to hold as the washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels, and of tables. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashing hands? So 
here he is, if you go back to verse 1, look at it again. Go back to verse 1. The Pharisees, certain scribes, which come from Jerusalem, are watching <laughs> the disciples. And they're watching them eat. And they say to Jesus, they're not following the tradition of the elders. Now, here's the first problem <clears throat> that I find. Um, they were watching the disciples. Can I just put this in and this this not in the notes and this not? You can't get into authentic worship watching others. You, you can't you can't get into an authentic experience with the almighty with your eye on someone else, seeing what they're doing, if they're doing it the right way, if they're following this tradition, if they're if they're if they have everything in the right place, if they. Yeah, you, you, you will never get into authentic worship watching other people. Here they are watching the disciples, basically trying to find fault. They're, they're watching the disciples for the express purpose to find fault in what they're doing so that they can accuse Jesus of being a false prophet. Because if his disciples are not following law, if his disciples are not doing the tradition of the elders, then surely he can't be the son of God because his followers aren't doing the things of God. So they are watching, trying to discredit Jesus as being the son of God. Yeah. So, so, so if, if you want an authentic worship experience, the first thing you got to do is take your eyes off of people and put your eyes on God. Stop watching to see what others are doing and not doing. Stop watching to see uh, who, where, where somebody is sitting or not sitting. Stop, stop people watching and start God watching. Yeah. The disciples and so and so the disciples are eating the text says with unwashed hands. And the thing that the Pharisees and the scribes bring to the attention of Jesus is the fact that they are not following watch it what it says the tradition of the elders. That's the language that the Bible uses. It says they wash for the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands off, eat not holding the tradition of the elders. Now, understand this. Understand this. When it says holding the tradition of the elders, that's exactly what it means. This was not Old Testament law to wash before eating. This was one of those extra laws put in by Pharisees to say, this is something that we think you, we ought to do 
to further exemplify our godliness, to further demonstrate our cleanliness, our holiness, our closeness to God. And so this is, this is exactly what it says, a tradition, not a law. And I wonder, I wonder tonight, how many things have we in the church assumed was a part of God's holy word that's really more a part of our cultural tradition? And we've made that thing that's a part of our tradition, okay? We've made that thing that we traditionally do and hold dear to our experience and our expression, and we've made that the indicator of worship. The, the tradition, and listen, don't get me wrong. At heart, I am probably a traditionalist, guilty. I love our traditions, I do. I love, I absolutely love to hear a deacon line a hymn, love it. When they can do it right, love it. Not just a deacon, even a preacher. Some, I've heard some, well, I'm gonna get into that. But anyway, when you can line a hymn and line it right, love it. I mean, I, I will go in on that. There, there are things, there are traditions about us that are just beautiful in essence. When when you talk about our blackness, when you talk about the black church and, and our traditions that I mean, there are people all over the world who try to emulate what we do in the black church because there, there's so much power in it, right? It touches so many chords. It touches the emotions. It touches the intellect. It, it touches so many parts of life. So it's good, but don't confuse tradition and make tradition truth because if if you start to say that it is the tradition that then qualifies the worship, then you have made the tradition more important than the worship of God. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so the Pharisees have said, you know, it is our tradition to wash hands before eating, and you all are not following the tradition. And I wonder today how many churches have 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 fought and split because there was time to break from some tradition. Times changed, and some traditions that spoke to former generations didn't speak to present generations. And you have to decide, is your tradition more important than the truth of God and the true expression of God? And can God express himself in more ways than the way that you have always 
heard him, felt him, sensed him. God is bigger than your tradition. God is bigger than your tradition. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know we do it like this. And and we have to have this in place and the deacon has to give the prayer. And then uh, this person has to read the scripture and the scripture has to be what the preacher is preaching about. That's the tradition, right? But what if, what if we do it differently? What if, what if the spirit moves in a different way? Are you so committed to your tradition that you miss a true expression of worship? What are you more committed to? See, and sometimes our commitment to our traditions hinder an authentic worship experience. Okay? They said, listen, we don't eat unless we wash our hands. And Jesus said, no, I know the law. That's not in the law. That's your tradition. And, and Jesus challenges their holding so tightly to the tradition that they miss what's most important. Okay? All right. All right. So that's number one. Don't let your tradition, don't let your tradition hinder your worship. Don't let the tradition of the church, don't be, watch this, don't be so stuck in your tradition that you miss the moving of the spirit. And because the spirit is moving differently, because the worship culture is changing, because there are fresh expressions of God, fresh expressions of worship that, 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 that have different accents than the ones that you're used to, that sound different, right? They're different notes, they're different genres of music, they're, they're different, there's a different feeling. Well, wait a minute, that's, that's not how we do it. Yeah, but that's how God does it. Sometimes he'll mix things up. Sometimes he'll bring new things in to give you a fresh expression of himself to see if you're com more committed to your tradition than you are to worshiping him. All right. All right, let's go. Number two, second expression, the second hindrance, the second hindrance to authentic worship location. Location, second hindrance to authentic worship. <laughs> we just got through this or experienced this um, really in the last couple of years. And some of we're still dealing with it still in, in this COVID uh, experience. I mean, when we had to shut the doors of the church building and go virtual, and everybody had to stay at home and there was nothing but me and the camera and and the band and 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 Shannon and and Mike 
on the audio. That was it. And y'all were at home. The location changed. Right. And it took a minute. Tell the truth. It took it took a minute. For us to accept the fact that as much as we love the location of 1000 West Ridley Street, that God is bigger than our building. And the worship of God is not contained to K Chapel. Yeah. We, we, we had to learn that because some of us thought that we couldn't worship God in our house. Some of us thought that it was impossible to have real worship in our living room. And some of y'all have gotten so good at it that y'all ain't get back to church yet. That's another, that's another story. I'm going to leave that alone. But, but you've gotten so good at worshiping God and understanding. And I'm listen, I'm okay with that. I really am. I'm glad. I really am. I think it's a good thing that that we have broadened our reach and we understand that this church really doesn't have walls. That the reach of the church is not bound by the walls of the building. This worldwide web has allowed us to reach beyond the physical location of Ridgeway Street. And so my pray is that even as we return, and, and, and the numbers are getting better, but even as we return to on, on in-person worship on this campus, that if we decide, you know what? We're going to have church somewhere else today that you all are mature enough and big enough to understand the church left the building a long time ago. And we're not confound or confined. That's the word I should be using. We're not confined to this space, this physical space. So. Jesus talks about this. Jesus talks about this in John chapter four. John chapter four, uh, verses 19 and 20. This is where um, the, the woman at the well is having this conversation with Jesus and, and, and um, she's diverting the conversation to a whole lot of different things because Jesus is reading her mail about who she is and all of that. And then she says, okay, uh, the woman said to her, sir, and said unto him, sir, I believe that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So she switches the conversation to the, watch this, the location. The location. Where is the right place to worship? And here is the right place to worship, wherever you are. Can I answer that for you? The right place to worship God is wherever you are. The right place to worship God is is wherever you are. And that's what Jesus says to her, basically. Those who work, God is spirit. 
Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not about your location. It's not about where you are. It's about your heart and how you are. We'll get to that in a minute. So don't let where you are keep you from an authentic encounter with the almighty God. You, you can worship God wherever you are. Folk are in prison, jails, worshiping God. Yeah. yeah folk, folk, don't, don't let your location determine whether or not you can go into an authentic encounter with God. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So, so if, if you've not made it back to the service yet, if you've not made it back to the sanctuary yet, and you're still watching us Sunday after Sunday, if you're one of those who are outside of our geographical area and you're tuned in and you worship God in spirit and in truth in your home, and, and you're not distracted by the things. Actually, you're hearing the word. You're studying the word. You're lifting up hands. Your heart is filled. Your spirit is quickened. Listen, that's a true worship experience. That's a true worship experience. If you come here and, 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 and the doors are closed, but we got a big tent on the outside and we decided we're going to worship God, on the outside and not on the inside, we're gonna go to the park across the street and we're gonna have worship there. Don't look at me funny. Don't ask what are we doing because worship is not about our location, y'all. Yeah, it's not about our location, all right? So we can go anywhere. It's not confined to the building. Number three, number three, and we are running out of time. Number three, number three, I'll hit this one and, and we'll close. Number three, another hindrance to worship, narrowness, narrowness. And this kind of relates to the tradition part, but but I'm going to take it just a little, di a little different uh, route. John chapter nine, John chapter nine. Uh and yeah, we'll, we'll, read, we'll read this whole passage and I'll close on this. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from birth. He asked his, his disciples, asked him saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, made clay of spittle. He anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is interpreted sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that was blind, said, Is this not he that is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore, said they unto him, how were thine eyes open? He answered and said, a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, go and go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and received sight. Then said they unto him, where is he? He said, I know not. He brought to the Pharisees him that a fool was blind. It was a Sabbath day 
when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto him, he put clay on my eyes. I washed and do see. Therefore, said some of the Pharisees, here it is. This man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. Here it is, y'all. Those Pharisees, I promise you, they were something, weren't they? Weren't they? So, so he, he, here is, here is, here's what happened. You read it. You saw it. Blind man is given his sight. Um, he is questioned about it. How did it happen? He tells him, and instead of worship breaking out, let's just let's just deal with that for a moment. Instead of them clapping their hands, instead of them lifting their hands for the miracle that had just happened, instead of them praising God, instead of them running and shouting and, and giving glory to God for this man who had been given his sight, who had been blind from birth, instead of them doing that, they interrogate the miracle. And the one upon whom the miracle is performed which lets you know they're not interested in the move and the miracle and the might of God. And there are people who come to church not interested in the moving, the miracles, or the might of the Lord. They have narrow minds. And here's what the disciples have. There's a narrowness they have a one-track mind. Their mind was, their aim was, their objective was to trap Jesus. And with all of this glorious manifestation of power in front of them, they are blind to that and see only the problem with what he did. Good God Almighty. Rather than seeing the miracle, their narrow minds focus on when he did it. Because he did it on the Sabbath, they say he can't be a man of God. Because a man of God would not be doing that, working miracles on the Sabbath day. Some of us, miss God because we have so narrowly defined where God can move and what God can do and whom God can use and who God can touch. And we miss the movement, the might, and the miracle of God because we've too narrowly defined what God can do. Narrow minds. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I, I see Elverse put it up there. Who are the blind here? Exactly. Exactly. The Pharisees are actually the blind because here is this great miracle right before their eyes and they miss it. They miss it because they have the wrong objective in mind.
I'm through y'all, but my soul is happy. Don't let your narrowness, the narrowness, watch this, of who God can use, of how God can move, of whom God can touch, of what God can say, how God can say it. I know, I know you've had authentic experiences and encounters with God that are real. I know. And I don't discredit or discount that. But God is bigger than your experiences. You have to have a heart that's open enough and a mind that's open enough to believe and to receive a fresh expression of the authentic God. A fresh expression of the authentic God. I pray, I pray that your personal worship life is open to a fresh expression of God. In worship, that what you've known, you hold dear, and you believe that to be true, but that you also are opening to seeing and hearing and watching God do something fresh. I'm done, y'all. I pray, I pray that blessed you because it blessed me, amen. All right, so listen, again, um, uh, we've got those um, those email addresses in those of you who who are uh, watching from a distance um, uh, make sure we get we have that because we will uh, get those emails out to you for the right now media accounts when you get those emails go ahead and get your account set up uh, if you have a smart device you might want to actually download uh, the right now media app right now actually even though you don't have the invitation when it comes uh, uh, you can go to your uh, uh, the, the, the app store, whatever your Google uh, Google store or Apple store, whatever it is. Uh, there's a right now media app there that you can download. And then when that invitation comes, uh, it'll take you right. It'll take you there through that app. Um, going to be great, y'all. All right. God bless you. We love you. And we will see you all on Sunday. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day, for this time together. Thank you for reconvening us in this space and in this place. Thank you for being bigger than this place, than this space. God, you are so good. You are so awesome. You are so great. So Lord, we pray that you open our minds that they would not be so narrowly defining in, in our understanding of who you are and what you do and how you do it. But God, that we would be open to fresh expressions of your authentic love, your authentic presence. Keep us as we go from this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon.